want to jump in. All right, I might need a couple of takes because I, th- I have to switch between like three different articles wow, that would to be read all this. The first time we did multiple takes. I can do it. Just give me 30 more seconds. I assume that uh, like all your podcasts, this will be unedited. Well, of course. We, we, carefully we don't have edit. any time, you know? No, we carefully really edit every episode. One thing. Mm. All right, I got it. I got it. All right. I think I have. Oh, no. Hold on. Let me figure out how to connect this. <laughs> put my beard down. She's just at work. You want some cheese while we're waiting? No, I had seconds of death. I'm good. <laughs> Okay, I got it. I'm ready. Nick, you ready? We're rolling. Are we recording? If I have to redo it, I'll redo it. Okay. <clears throat> Vladimir Ilyich Yulinov, better known by his alias Vladimir Lenin, was widely considered one of the most significant and influential figures of the 20th century, and he was the posthumous subject of a pervasive personality cult within the Soviet Union until its dissolution in 1991. That's right around the time when an American veteran teaching in Poprad named Lewis Carpenter found a sculpture of the man lying face down after it was toppled in the 1989 revolution. This cast bronze sculpture weighed over seven tons and 16 feet tall in uh, structure and took 10 years to complete and was truly unique. Uh, the, the American veteran Lewis Carpenter recognized Venkov's skill and craftsmanship in the boldness of his portrayal and brought the sculpture to f- the Fremont neighborhood of Seattle, Washington in 1996, where it currently sits in the heart of downtown Fremont, or as the locals call it, the center of the universe. And that coincidentally, not coincidentally at all, that just happens to be where the current beer that we're drinking on the show today is resides and is brewed and that is the beer of which i'm talking about i will name it now after i'm done talking about this sentence that beer is called fremont summer american pale ale Nick, before we introduce our guest, and we have very special guests to introduce. Do you we like do it, Fremont? Yeah. Say it out loud. Say brewery it in the mic. Or the neighborhood? Mm, the both. Brewery? I'm not going to tell you what my question was intended. Wow. No clarification. Now you're just like that lamestream media with these gotcha questions. Um, I do. I love the neighborhood. I lived in Fremont when I first moved to Seattle for like four months. That's um, true. The brewery itself, I have... I love the space that it's in. I think it's a good place to hang out. They have a lot of outdoor space. The beers um, themselves, I'm not, it's not one of my go-tos, certainly. Wow. Um, how about you? Do you like the beers? I don't, I don't really either, but I like this beer, and we're going to have to defend ourselves to our guests that we'll introduce in just a moment, but <laughs> I typically don't like any of Fremont's beers. Uh, I... The summer, the summer ale is the only go-to I'll do if I see it at a bar or something. But I don't like their inner urban. But that's besides the point. We mm. should get to introductions. Um, we're privileged, as always, to be joined on the show um, by frequent, at this point, frequent guest and dare we say friend 
of the show, Zach Jabal, and and even more doubly so privileged to be joined uh, by two Jabals on the show today because his wife, Caitlin Jabal, joins us on the program. Guys, thanks for joining. <laughs> thanks for having us. Yeah, that's what you say when you're when you're introduced on a podcast. Yes, <laughs> you know, no, first podcast, so you know it's new for her. First, oh podcast wow, is first fun? podcast ever. True, you're taking my podcast virginity, guys. Wow, oh, mama, hey, is, we better make this special then. Yeah, not typically <laughs> how one expects it to go, but hey, you know, <laughs> it never <laughs> is. Yeah, I was gonna say there is no specialness in, in most. I'm not gonna go there. We're not. We don't have to go there. Yeah, come on. Um. <laughs> Fremont Summer Ale, can you guys explain yourselves? Why are we drinking this right now? You brought this to the program. Um, oh, man, you picked this beer? Yeah. Well, it was a <laughs> so I think, so here's, here's my rationale. So so I will say this about Fremont Brewing. Um, I think there are two things that, uh, uh, to note here. One is, you know, you gentlemen moved to Seattle at a time when the breadth of micro- nano whatever smaller pico brewery options is uh, it was really really uh, expansive and mm-hmm. fremont hails a little bit from a previous era not doesn't go back as far as like pike brewing or uh elysian or um, certainly something like red hook but it goes mm-hmm. back far enough that there was a time when you know the, the 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 likes of the two of you of a previous generation Fremont would have been your favorite brewery because there frankly weren't a lot of people doing, you know, kind of creative beers. And I, I think that, you know, that they've faced a challenge that, that all breweries that grow face, which is how do you remain both sort of true to the style that took you to where you are while still kind of trying to make interesting new beers. And they do a ton of experimentation. That's not really the stuff that you find on the shelves. And, you know, look, this beer, aforementioned uh interurban and, and a few others are you know in grocery stores around the northwest they're on taps all over you can find them yep. at, you know your you know everything from uh you know your your neighborhood tavern when it was open to the to your neighborhood to like a to a, a quite fancy restaurant and and that's up you know they're never going to be for the you know for the the beer aficionados that's no longer cool and that's fine i mean i don't think they're crying about that but but i think they make really good beer and i've always loved the summer ale i think it just captures uh, you know it's it's a it's a beer that is of the season but is also not so light as to be insubstantial and i kind of dig that Mm -hmm. yeah i I would agree yeah caitlin seems to not uh, agree quite as much (laughs) yeah that's why i was so curious about caitlin I so I think in some podcasts, sometime or another, Zach talked about dark beers in the winter and light beers in the summer. And I am a dark beer all year round kind of girl. Like my beer of oh, wow. choice growing up, because in Wisconsin, growing up, you have a beer of choice, was a Liney's Creamy Dark. Mm. Yeah, pretty dark. Um, I drink a lot of porters and stouts. And somewhere, I've Zach Patrie is nodding along as he listens to this. Yeah, we should meet. We should meet the other <laughs> half. Uh, but you know, this is maybe blasphemy, but like spotted cow, not really my jam. <gasps> no. yeah. uh, where's my? There we go. <laughs> no, I think I mean that wow. sort of echoes what we've said about spotted cow on here. It's 
it's got a lot of hype. And I think when a lot of people um, talk about the Wisconsin beer scene, they bring up Spotted Cow as some hallowed uh, member of that beer scene. But it is, it's pretty, you know, it's okay. It's fine, but it's not a, necessarily a go-to favorite for most people. Yeah. It's just such, it's such a simple, but good beer that it's like this introductory beer toward good beer. So if you're, if you're just drinking garbage, then you, it's, it's so available and hyped that you're, you're willing to try Spotted Cow and you're like, oh my God, this is good. Cause it is good. There's just better beer out there. Uh, yep. but because of that introductory nature, I, it's fine. It has a fondness in my heart. Nick, I cut you off earlier. I'm sorry. You were going to comment on certainly not unprecedented in cold cans history. We don't need to get into it. We're on only the at the pod. one one for this episode. Uh, what is there to say about Fremont Summer Ale? No, one of the other beers I like from Fremont that I thought was interesting. I've only had it in cans. Is a um, I should have been looking up the name of it in this time. I had to look, oh. but it's uh, it's something like campfire. Um, ale or something like that it mm. sort of reminds me of like um chewing tobacco in some ways like it has that uh sort of i don't know pungent flavor to it uh, but what it does remind me about <laughs> let me find what it's called like, <laughs> did did the chewing tobacco habit come with the mustache or are those just <laughs> coincidental <laughs> it's not a habit not. it's not a habit i've just done it before you know <laughs> Anyone my, my mom, to do mom, mom tune out for a second. I'm on com slash r-beer. Okay, bonfire All the flack I get about cutting cold toasts off. I'm the only one doing research in this joint. And I don't see anything named Campfire Beer anywhere. Uh, Cowichi Canyon Fresh Hopped. Okay, it's Bonfire Ale, um, oh. which is actually listed as a winter warmer. Um. I don't know. I've just had it before. It does taste like chewing tobacco, in my opinion. Um, Is that a good or a bad thing? To me, it's a good thing. Honestly, it uh, it's a one one beer and you're done sort of thing. Just like the one time only I tried chewing tobacco and never did it again. Mom and dad. Yeah, are you listening, Julie Patry? <laughs> don't ask Zach Patry about it, though. Oh, he's probably even more anti. I don't know if he's ever done it. Really? I took we'll ZB to, to be a Chawsman. Yeah? Big Chaw guy? I don't think big so. Big Chaw guy. Not a big tobacco guy. Ah. But how anyway, that, what does this have to do with the beer we're drinking? <laughs> I had um, wanted to put that in there because I don't hate all Fremont beers. Uh, that was one that I did find interesting. But okay. I think to Zach's point about them experimenting a lot, I think every time I go to the Fremont Brewery, which is a great space, um, up in Fremont from where I live, it's up, um, makes you think from where others live, it may not be up, but, um, <laughs> it's a cool space. They always have like a bunch of different beers on the menu, which is cool to me. I don't like many of them. That's cool. They don't, they don't <laughs> do many loggers or pilsners, but, um, it's cool that they're always doing stuff. Well, I think the other thing is, you know, that there's the sort of the plus side to like being a brewery of some of some scale which is that like sure you have the the capacity to do a lot of one-offs and experiments you know we it's something that's actually interesting for for caitlin and for me you know some of the we live in ballard by some of um some of the smaller and and pretty good-sized breweries now too in the mm-hmm. area and the bigger they get the more bandwidth they have to experiment because they're just 
you know, there's sort of the possibility to, um, I guess I would say like, you know, take a small amount of your production volume and devote it to a style that you're not sure how it's going to turn out is hard when you're a small brewery. I mean, yeah. unless that's your entire ethos, but, but for a lot of small breweries, they kind of have to focus on their core line until they grow enough. And so Fremont is big enough now that they can do all kinds of weird shit. You know, I have uh, a good friend who works for, for Fremont um, and, you know, every now and then she'll just pass along like weird collaborations they do, one-offs, you know, kind of random stuff that is, uh, I mean, not always my favorite styles of beer. I mean, they make a lot of different kinds of beer and, and I don't mm-hmm. love all of beer, but, but it's interesting because it's just this capacity they have and other similarly sized breweries have that, that a small brewery probably just doesn't. Yeah. It's got to be moved production to Ballard, right? That's where they're. Uh, technically West Woodland, which we live like three blocks from where their large facility is. So yes. Okay. Yeah. Sadly, yeah, it looks like a nice place. I've always hoped that they would open some sort of like, you know, tasting space there and they have not as of yet, but that may, who knows what, I mean, you know, who knows without what the future holds. No, but there's nothing like going for a jog through your neighborhood and getting the, the whiff of the yeast (laughs) smell of fermentation while you're jogging. It's a, it's a good neighborhood perk. Yeah. Well, we have a lot of breweries, so it can be, they're the source, but there are several others nearby that we can smell also when they're, when they're doing a big batch. Yeah. I had a question for you guys. Okay, shoot. Hey, so, we'll ask the questions here. No, wait, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so I was going to ask you guys, um, when you look at this can, right, and you see this sort of like, it's a, you know, it's like an interlocked moon and sun to, I guess, indicate the solstice. Um, mm-hmm. And and you see all this, and you say Fremont and, and all that. Are you able to not think of weird naked old naked people riding people. bikes because that's all I can think of because yeah. it's so uh so to me recalls the the Fremont solstice parade which is beautiful or terrible depending on your perspective I saw the biggest penis I've ever seen in my <laughs> life and it's, I haven't seen you know a wild array of penises but i in in and i saw that in the naked bike ride in the fremont solstice parade um and it was truly it, it was it was it was truly a, a conversation stopper a show stopper if you will we were having a nice conversation having a nice time and to your point you know it was the summer fremont summer solstice festival so for those not aware uh we have this there's a big parade during the summer solstice and you're having your you're smoking look folks we're smoking marijuana uh, I'll be clear about it. And uh, you're drinking beer, you're drinking Fremont beer. And the logo on the Fremont Summer Ale is, is, is prevalent in the Solstice Festival. And then they have a naked bike ride. And I witnessed the naked bike ride. And we were having a nice conversation. I don't know what about. There was a, a, a diverse array of people that I wasn't that comfortable penises. with. <laughs> well, there certainly was diverse diverse array of penises, but none of them you know, snapped us out of our conversation. It was just penis here, penis there. And one, one came along that um, I've never seen anything like it to this day. I still think about it. Uh, And so, so I look at the can, I see something very different um, than what you're describing. Uh, By the way, on just to uh, put a button on that joke, part of the description on this can is this is their answer to bigger is better. Oh my! Makes you think maybe they had maybe they were in that conversation with yours that got stopped, ground to a halt. 
I mean, it also, says, it also says on here 420 reasons to enjoy this beer. <laughs> so, I mean, they know their audience. Yeah. They certainly do. Um, uh, I also think I, I've been trying to get confirmation on this or information about this. I believe, literally, I am pulling up. I'm going to show it on the screen for you guys, not that you can see any of this. This is, as mentioned, from my friend who works for Fremont, just emailed me that uh, this is this is the really info. They changed the recipe this year. So, Joe, you are not the only person doing research. I have inside <laughs> information, which I'm going to wow. reveal here on cold cans. So, folks, you have no idea how special you are. So, um, so that's our breaking news music. Oh, yeah, we're going to do a breaking news segment. Gotcha. Uh, so apparently, prior to this year, every year, the uh, summer ale had always been uh, what they call a smash beer. So single malt, single hop. Um, sure. Smash beer. Yeah. And so this year, they, they with uh, Amarillo's hops. So this year, they added Citra hops, which are another very well-known uh, Washington hop variety. Um, so I think the, and I think this is true, and I tasted this when I first tasted the beer, the Citra, unsurprisingly given its name, brings a more citrus note to the beer. Um, Amarillo is usually very like green and grassy. Um, and, um, they, and then these are also apparently not just Citra hops, but they're cryo hops that meaning that they are, the whole hop cone is cryogenically frozen, kind of like Han Solo, I think. Um, and then, <laughs> and then they can, here, I'm just going to read this. So Please. I think this, this fits in with cold can. So, um, Cryo hops are cool and relatively new in the beer world. Basically, they freeze the whole hop cones with liquid nitrogen, and then they can separate out the grassy, leafy part of the hop, leaving behind the lupulin glands. Lupulin is what contributes alpha acids to hops, the component that provides bittering. So this ends up being a super concentrated hop product, providing a ton of flavor and bitterness with less plant grass character. This process is creating a higher concentration compared to typical hop processing, where the entire hop cone is dried and pelletized. Separating out, separating out the leaves and isolating the lupulin are key for what makes cryo hops different. For summer ale, since Amarillo is full of that grassiness, the citra ho uh, cryo hops bring a whole new flavor and aroma component. This beer that I'm drinking has that? Yes. Okay, because the can says one beer, one hop simplicity, which well, feels at odds with the thing you just wrote. <laughs> wow. Sure I, I'm kind of wondering if they didn't change the packaging. Because... Like if anyone is unemployed during you know, this time that we shall not mention. Uh, so I think Fremont could use like a new branding and marketing strategist here. I think mm -hmm. that they just put a picture of that penis that you saw on the front of the beer. <laughs> and then basically cryogenic. It's going to it's it's frighten people. It'll I mean, bring in as many people as it frightens. That guy had the biggest lupulin gland I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> it's only going to come in 500 bottles now. Oh, that's good. So they bottles isn't really a thing that we say, like a limited run. <laughs> Sorry, it's a little intro intro relationship wobbling here. Wow, <laughs> what are yeah? What are we going to witness by the end of this? Over, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Probably not the largest penis you've ever seen. That that I can promise. <laughs> no, no bumpers. We're done with bumpers. The cool cans nation loves bumpers. Going on up there, but you know, <laughs> uh, that is very, hilarious. I'm already aware, so. So, thank you for that breaking news update. Um, 
they do they breaking brews breaking brews sorry um do they change the recipe every year or this is like the first year they changed it this year okay what what is not in that email is why uh i think probably my guess is this new process uh for the hops a lot like like the email said allows them to get this sort of additional flavor component um because it's true i mean look hops are are really interesting in some sense but they're uh the in a lot of cases what we've seen and this is again maybe a little too too nerdy but like the the hot processing uh uh sort of techniques that have been that have existed are not necessarily capable of um preserving all the nuance that's in the actual like green hops themselves and so as hops have become just a bigger deal you know the world of beer a lot there have been a lot of efforts into sort of figuring out ways like apparently this sort of um cryopreservation to to be able to get more of that flavor because like if you try a lot of like the fresh hop beers in the in the especially in this area during the season when they when the hops are harvested and, and immediately put into beers and are never dry you can get much more of that um diversity of flavor for me from those beers whereas you know the dried product just because of I think the drying process tends to flatten out some of those differences. They're still there. They're just not as prevalent as when you um, have them fresh. We need you to go break into Fremont's brewing facilities. Get us a look at this crypto cryo uh, <laughs> freezing process. Maybe freeze some things. It can be anything, whether it's cheese curds um, or your own hops um, <laughs> and report back from the field on this um <laughs> finish I, I it finish it that's all i had i just wanted there to be a conspiracy about what they're doing with the crypto or i keep saying crypto cryo uh, you do i was yeah. thinking i was thinking the whole time about the logo still i couldn't keep up with with what uh zach was saying and i was thinking about um the it's the duality in the logo folks there's the, the sun duality of can, if you will. Yes, I, that was the fucking joke I was gonna make. It stepped on the joke. I was gonna say in Egyptian times, there's ha and ka. Ha is the body, and ka is oh, the I'm soul sorry. that leaves the body. And I was gonna say here, there's hops and can. No, oh, Nick's was way better though, Joey. <laughs> I'm sorry, Joe. God yeah. damn it. You were gonna, you were gonna take us on an extremely long path to get to a very, very unsatisfying uh, punchline. Yeah, I could have summed it up with the duality of can. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> Joe. No, it's okay. We're having fun. We're having a good time. Yeah, uh, Caitlin, Caitlin, I had a question for you. Oh yes. You don't like Fremont uh, Summer Ale as much. You don't have as, certainly as much detail as Zach about it. What is you don't like spot, uh, Spotted Cow? You've made that very clear, abundantly clear. What is your beer of choice? I mean, I would still drink a Lanny's Creamy Dark if I could get one. Okay. Uh, but I mean, I don't know. What do I, I just whatever's brewed in Ballard nearby that I can get quickly that is brown in color. What's your favorite Ballard brewery then? That's actually the question I personally want to know. So we live closest to Lucky Envelope. And so I think oh, started yeah. because we are closest to it, but actually really now like it quite a bit. And uh, they have made me rethink a little bit my stance on beer. So you guys remember like back in the day, there was a terrible Budweiser commercial 
with the commissioner, but he was like the actor from Scrubs, maybe. And he always said there are man rules and you don't fruit the beer. It was like mm-hmm. a shot at like Blue Moon, sure. right? like an orange slice on your beer. And I was very don't fruit the beer. But they have done some really interesting fruit beers, like the blackberry margarita goza was like really good they've done some interesting things with tea beers and like other beers that taste like cocktails i don't know so we stumble over there the two-year-old can make it without falling down and we all go have a family beer not not the two-year-old he's just well if if the two-year-old's stumbling and and potentially falling down that's just because they're two years old yeah yeah yeah. we have to very clear well an equivalent amount Sure. <laughs> but I, I would I recommend Lucky Envelope. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean it's it's cool to be, you know, we're we're it's a it's a thing that is hard about this time is you know you miss those kind of that ability to just go casually have a beer. Yeah. Um we've bought some of their we've bought uh some bottles of beer from them and gotten a growler fill, although the growler fill is kind of always like we just don't drink enough beer to actually make it to the bottom of the growler, with the exception of the one time we got the growler of the Blackberry Margarita Goza, which I think we drank in one night because it was super good. Mm-hmm. And so what does that taste like? Describe. Like a blackberry margarita. Like it like remarkably, like to the point where, like, yeah, it doesn't not a hundred percent. It doesn't really they weren't they weren't able to figure out a way, uh it doesn't have like the the one like that real agave tequila note. But if you have like a blackberry margarita that's pretty like fruit forward and you don't really taste the tequila that much, you could close your eyes and sort of believe you were having one. Um, and it had this like nice beer texture that yeah. made it sort of better than like the thinness yeah. of a margarita. Had, yeah, like, the... but it had you know the the goza base contributes like the salt and lime character and different yeah. blackberries in there and um, yeah, it was really good. So maybe you remember what the ABV was on it? Five percent, maybe. Not nice. even goza are typically low in alcohol. So uh, yeah, so that was the other thing is you could definitely drink the we could drink the. Uh, growler of it, not like you know, feel terrible about it. Yeah. So, Joey, what is your favorite Ballard Brewery? Because I know you and Devin have made a habit of uh, making the pilgrimage up there to get some Ballard brews. We make the pilgrimage regularly because we also love uh, Ballard. So, again, for the uninitiated, Ballard is a neighborhood in Seattle. Uh, has a ton of great breweries. In normal times, you can hop around to breweries and get just ass drunk and stumble around, much like a Jabal two year old. Uh, from brewery to brewery, and uh, and I I genuinely love just that little residential area. I think my favorite is uh, uh, Bad Jimmy's in terms of like my favorite beer, uh, but it's weirdly like kind of off the beaten path. It's hard to like walk from Bad Jimmy's to the rest of them, so like we never really go there. My favorite new one, which was in uh fuck, I want to say Magnolia which is now recently built is urban family. I love that. And unfortunately they opened like a couple of months ago and that is a bummer. And so we've tried to support them. We bought a bunch of merch from them and we bought, um, uh, we buy beer from them all the time. So we have, we, we, we have their, uh, ah, shit. There's like an 80s sports car one. That's just a really good, like it's, it's 70 and sunny in Seattle and you want to drink something light, but it has actual flavor. Uh, Urban Family has it. So I, I really, really like Urban Family. That's my favorite new brewery in Ballard. Nick, cool. do you have a Ballard brewery? My dear boy? My dearest uh, boy. That's me, the dear boy. Um, no, not really. I, I think I like oh, Jesus. Populux. 
Well, I mean, I've I've not been to many of them that often. I don't venture up there all that often. Um, I, I like Populux's brewery, the building itself. Um, yeah, I think it's a great fun. place to hang out. Uh, Peddler's beers, I think I like the best. I just had their um, summer mullet Pilsner um, in cans, which was um, they just brewed, I think. And it was turned out really well. And I bought a T-shirt of theirs. So um, that makes me a vocal you know, proponent of them from now on. I'm deeply invested yeah. in their success. Yeah, you're basically, uh, yeah, I mentioned two-year-old threw up in the peddler uh, like gravel lot. So nice, hell yeah, easy yeah. cleanup. Well, yeah, we just we walked no, away. No, I just walked away. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the cleanup. But that's because we don't have three beers. So <laughs> yeah, peddler uh, is a lot of fun. Populux too. Which one is the the one with like the bags and the food truck that's in the back? Maybe they both have it. That's peddler. Yeah, peddler. Mm-hmm. Okay. That one's a Populux. lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Populux is the one that has the like little arcade area in it. Well, if anybody, if anybody living in Seattle that doesn't know about Ballard, you're insane. Go there. And anybody that is not in Seattle currently, and when we open back up, and you inevitably come to the Cold Can Summit, which will happen, <laughs> we're guaranteeing will happen. Uh, <laughs> when you make your way over here, uh, you you have to go to Ballard. I it's one of the best uh, places to go crawl around and have the best beer in the city. So, well, it do like it. the Cold Can Summit is going to have to involve a Ballard beer crawl. Yeah, I think that'll be not one of those damn bike things. Yeah, the like <laughs> the peddler pub, pedal pub. Cold, Cold Cans Nation is not able to bike in any particular destination so we will be walking and still all bikes so. <laughs> uh-huh. you guys have to do a lot of pedaling yes at peddler we yeah. have a segment can we get to the segment nick yes hit the music this isn't do a different one this one sucks uh what else do we have this isn't music they're, they're happy, Fine. though. The crowd's happy. Fine. This is shot or not. Uh, this is where we do a shot of something, or we not. We don't. We say not again. We don't like it. Nick, Let's, lead us off. Everyone hold up their um, bottle so I can get a nice little pick. This is always the best podcasting content is when we're all doing a picture. <laughs> it's quick. There, I got it. I got it. Okay, because our small business association only gives us funds if we post on social media and get likes. <laughs> yep, thousand dollars for each post. Uh, so I today brought out my Iron Balls gin that I brought back from Thailand. Uh, Mr. Zach Jabal has actually tried this back yeah, when we were allowed. Balls. What? No, <laughs> Is this Jabal no. on balls? I don't know. Oh, nice! I like it. Iron Jabal's. Uh, I. I like Caitlin's uh, reaction. It's my reaction to it. No. All right. What? Go you around have the horn. Power on the bumpers. I'm done with them. We're I'm done with it. I'm drunk with the power. Okay, Jabal's. What are you drinking? Uh, this is a uh, bullet rye, a uh, nice. staple of uh, the Jabal household. It's my probably my favorite sort of like reasonably priced rye for the Ooh. first. Then yes, we will from be drinking Kugels. So as mentioned on on the la- my last appearance, we went on a tour of the Lining Kugels Brewery in Chippewa, Chippewa Falls, and uh, and took home with us our official tasting glasses. So we will be doing our 
or shots in the spirit of cold cans nation. I will be informing the uh, police officers of the great state of Wisconsin that you did that. And well, it, you're encouraged, you're encouraged to take tasting. them home. <laughs> if, yeah. I, if either of you Wisconsinites had ever actually been to the Lion Kugel's Brewery, you would know this. Damn it, I blew it's our a fair, cover. It's a fair critique. We'll edit that out. <laughs> Joey, what are um, you drinking? I am drinking um, a, a similar staple in the Glock household. This is Fireball. <laughs> Caitlin, what do you call Fireball? I mean, you call it hooker mouthwash. I call it delicious and great for pre-gaming. Thank you. I'll also take hooker mouthwash. Uh, Fireball, I don't particularly like Fireball in general. I genuinely just don't like hard alcohol. I don't, I I get way too drunk too quickly. I drink it too quick. Uh, It makes me feel like dog shit and I don't appreciate the taste. I'm not not enough of a connoisseur to appreciate it enough to spend the amount of money that it costs. So like a good cocktail just falls on deaf ears. I just drink it like a fucking Fremont summer ale. So uh, it's the problem. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, probably. So that's why I have fireball and I'm about to take that shot. So what what, what's the format here, Nick? Are we just doing it at once or what? I guess, um, but the fact that we're all drinking separate liquors would um, mean that we're not going to have the same opinion on whether this is shot or not. Uh, well, I'll come up with it on the fly. Nick, are you drinking directly from the bottle? I am. Wow. Times are tough. I don't want to wash a shot glass. The bottle is, uh, it, it make, the shape of the bottle makes this an even more questionable decision than it normally would be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, it, yeah. Stone balls deep. Yeah, apparently. All right. So it's like a it's basically a if you cut a football in half uh hamburger hamburger wise, you would create the big balls. What is it fucking called? Big ass balls. Iron, iron balls. The uh, biggest balls I've ever seen, gin. That's what it's called. They weren't the biggest balls I've ever seen. It was the biggest penis I've ever seen. Let's be very clear. Uh, well, if, not, if the riding a bike with the biggest balls you've ever seen would not be fun. He was standing recumbent at that point. He (laughs) very much knew how big his penis was. He was standing. He was basking in it and all the power to him. It was the naked bike ride. All right, let's I think the format should be listening to reactions. Mm. No, it's bad. That's dumb. Sucks ass. I think we just we we three, two, one it just like you guys do with the rankings. And then uh, and then we just let's do it. Three, two, two one. one, shot or not? I mean, shot. Yeah. Uh, nice. Easy answer. Mine not. is also shot. Still not. <laughs> yeah, Still Joey. Shot. For what it's worth, Joey also ripped half of that um, fireball bottle in the last episode that we recorded directly the last before week. This show. He's drinking from an airline bottle. He split his shot in two two episodes. True, true. And also, I don't think I actually finished it. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I hate it. I'll finish okay. it. Who wants me to you finish? Won't. You won't. I mean, I think finish the whole it. crowd does. Yeah. Now we have visual proof. Nice job, Joe. Okay, we got two shots, one not. I think Nicky might need a new co-host. <laughs> Joey's actively... Oh, he's in rough shape. <laughs> Folks, we should screen cap this. I should start recording video. Are you okay, Joe? Sucks ass. No, it's not. It doesn't feel like that. <laughs> Play the...
Where's the where's the trombone again? Um, wah, wah. Yeah. This sucks. It's dumb. Yeah, you made a poor choice. Hey, you wanted a segment, Joe. Hey, I'll do anything for this segment. Oh fuck! All right, let's let's check back in on the beer. I'm almost done with mine. How's it going down for everybody? I'm I'm enjoying it. I mean, I might be alone here and liking this beer, sadly, I guess. But um, I think, you know, like I said at, at the beginning, I think one thing I like about this beer is that it feels seasonal, but not too light. And and this is the time of year in Seattle where, as you guys all know, as we're recording this, it's like raining and we've had some nice days. But but I think I think sometimes, the, you know, the thing I might want in August when it is genuinely really nice, this might be a little bit heftier than i want during the middle of the day this might be my evening beer on a mm-hmm. summer summer evening but not my not my midday beer it's your morning beer not my... your nice shower beer well i shower in the afternoon <laughs> these days i mean i have nowhere else to go uh but uh, you know you. The, the reality is i think uh i like it because it has um you know it just it, it has enough weight to it that it feels substantial ish but but the flavor profile is really tilted towards that like bright citrus and the sort of fresh cut grass note um, that is there but not overwhelming. And despite it being like I think I, I don't I don't actually I could probably go look uh, at at the email and see like the technical specs on the IBUs. I feel like it, it hides the hops pretty well, like the bitterness of it itself. Mm-hmm. It's not over the top. And uh, as as has been noted on this podcast before, I am definitely not a hophead. So so that. I like the I like the sort of aromatics that they bring to beer, but I don't love the flavor and the bitterness in particular. And so, being able to kind of get some of that complexity without having to kind of um, do whatever it was that Joey did after drinking Fireball is always a plus to me. I mean, I All think right. this beer uh, has everything that needs to be said about it has already been said in reference to Spotted Cow. Like, it's not that good, but it's better than like the twelve pack of Lanier that's in the garage, right? True. Right? It's it's good. It's fine. It's better than, you know, standard. It's better than a Budweiser or whatever or Rainier or any of that. Mm-hmm. But it's not great. And also, I don't have very much of this beer left, but as it warms up, I want it less. So I feel like I'm going to smell them quickly. Oh. When I drink wow. That could be a plus. I have more in waiting. No, if you I need. know. I'm happy to drink them, but they got to be cold. Like, I got to not just sit here and hold it and listen to you guys talk. I mean, what, <laughs> beer, what exactly, what beers in your life are you like, man, I want it to warm up and then I I'll I don't know. We only got a Scotch Ale. Yeah, I was going to say, if someone who likes dark beers, typically those will warm up a little bit and be better. So that makes sense. Yeah, she loves the multi beers. That's certainly something that'll last. This doesn't have a shelf life, the half life is low. Yeah. Nick? For what it's worth, Zach, the IBUs are 51 is what their website says. There you go. So, you know, that's not, I mean, in our modern hop crazy landscape, it's not that much, but it's definitely there. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm curious how this compares to your normal um, enjoyment of this beer since they did change the recipe. Do you notice a difference from prior years when you've drank it? I mean, I think this is always a hard question to answer because, you know, you go, oh, well... Sure. You know how I mean. <laughs> you would like I would like to think that as someone who you know tastes things for a living, that um, I would be able to retain all of those sort of sense memories. But the honest truth is, like I, I think that probably the changes are are there, and if you were to taste them side by side, they'd be more apparent. I feel like 
the only note that I had when I when I first tasted it, which again maybe confirmation bias because I knew they'd changed the recipe, was that I felt like the citrus notes were more assertive um, than they had been in the past. But mm-hmm. I don't have you know I don't have a previous vintage such as it is uh, <laughs> somewhere else to compare to. I was thinking Fair. I might be drinking an old previous vintage <laughs> rotten beer, but it's not. It's twenty twenty. Package four twenty nine. Um, Nick, because less citrus. Maybe. Oh, you liked it better before. Um, I, I don't know. I would probably have just without you guys have brought in my horizons. I would not have opened this beer, but for this podcast, I would have been like, you know, it's good. I'll just have a glass of wine, drink something else. You go to your podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh well, that's why we do what we do is to broaden yeah. horizons. <laughs> To make a profitable margin and broaden horizons. Right, to bring value to our shareholders and to also broaden horizons. (laughs) People's drinking. (laughs) I believe isn't broaden horizons the holding company that actually controls coal cans? Don't say that out loud. This is an entertainment podcast. What Zach said is not admissible in the court of law. (laughs) Elon is a lawyer, so you got to be careful. (laughs) Oh, shit. What have we gotten ourselves into? Oh, no. this episode. There's something about entrapment. Um, Go ahead, Nick. <laughs> Do the thing. Sure. For me, um, I yeah, like I said at the top, I don't really love Fremont beers. I think they do um, some interesting things with hops, uh, but hops are always a thing that I don't really like that much um, when they're the most obvious thing in a drink. This is not necessarily that case, but it's another case of a beer that I don't, I wouldn't really turn to when I, in the summertime, I want something even lighter than this, I think typically. Um, so for me, it's, it's just okay. I, I don't mind having it now, but wow. I would never buy it again. Wow. Well, I'm Good opening Lord. Yeah, me too. All right. My take oh, is wow. round two. I didn't bring a second can. Free, you have a second can. I gave you one. Did you know, sell it's, it? It's, it's in my fridge. <laughs> my take yeah. is I I'm kind of with you in that like I don't really love Universal Interurban, some of the other popular Fremont beers. I do love I don't know if I love this beer. I like this beer, but I love I'm a I'm the self-proclaimed uh big hop boy. Is that what I am? Hophead. The hophead. <laughs> Captain of the Hophead team hophead harem hophead harem hophead honcho i'm the head hophead honcho okay thank you um i like fremont lush ipa and fremont field to ferment you can't find those all the time but they're fucking i love them and i grab them at trader joe's when i see them but uh summer the summer ale is also very good i'm reminded of ha and ka of the (laughs) egyptian That is, I, that is, I think, the first example of a brick joke I've heard on this podcast. And <laughs> and it's a good beer, okay. And uh, and 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 I like it very much. I'm very, it's very good. I'm a good man. And so, number thirty five is the closest comparison we have in our rankings. I'm not saying we're getting to the rankings because we still have to do the beer advocate score. We all know the format. However. Um, we have a hundred episodes ranked in at the basically the one third mark. We have the only other Fremont beer in the rankings, and that is the Fremont Brewing Company's Fremont Parkland Pills. Uh, the Pills are five point five percent alcohol. 
Uh, Beer Advocate scored 3.86 or very good. Uh, and so that's the only like comp we have in our thing. Um, and this was in April 13th, 2018. The description of that episode was the boys are back from hiatus and anxious to talk airplanes. Jesus Christ. Airplanes, Texas. In that voicemails episode, Joey reconciles with Whirly Ball. That was what we that's what we did in that thing. So I don't know what we were doing. However, that's where we were at. Nick, do you have a beer advocate? Let's do it. It's an 89 for summer ale or very good. Holy shit. 5.2% alcohol beer. As we said before, 51 IBU. To be fair, this, you know, it's ranked with a bunch of rankings that are not of this particular beer, but it is the same or the same. It's not the same recipe as the same beer. Um, but yeah, very good, which is also the ranking for Fremont Parkland Pills. For okay. Do you, there's no individual reviews that you've picked out and curated from your twisted <laughs> mind? Uh, those take me hours and hours to curate. So no, but none of them are from this year. So I didn't, I, I don't think any of them are relevant. They're all outdated. So this is truly, so this is truly up to date. Uh, Cold Cans Nation is getting, I mean, breaking brews. Hmm. You know, you, you're not getting this from the likes of Jake Tapper or Lester Colt 45. You're getting it here uh, with the four of us. And something that was, was broke very recently, even re- more recent breaking brews is that uh, a, an old mandate has expired. There was a mandate that guests have no say and no influence on the rankings that expired after the first 100 episodes. And now this is a four way split for how we rank this beer inside our current 100 rankings. So our choices are to either say it is not in the top 100, which would be an insane choice. Or it is, and it's ranked somewhere, which will thus boot another ranking. So, if we're getting the rankings portion of the episode, we'll have to choose uh, where this fucker goes. Uh, well, someone just through our door. It's, uh, what? <laughs> what? I don't know. I guess our, we're getting a delivery. Oh, we got a case of wine. We got a case of wine delivered at 9.45 p.m. It's <laughs> <laughs> all humbled. <laughs> wow that's great where do yeah, you order perfect. wine what what, what what wine are you getting i'm yeah, curious american sparklers yeah uh <laughs> do you want to go down the do you want to go down the the to the portion of the podcast where zach plugs his business but uh yes yeah, please plug oh, away so, who knows when this will air probably by the time any of you hear this the seven of you that listen and that all live in wisconsin and it will be irrelevant to because uh, it's a Zoom class. True. So in our in our new uh, uh, internet only existence, I am teaching a series of online wine classes, and the first one I'm doing is uh, centered around Washington wine. So it's all uh, it's four weeks long, and so uh, each week has a different theme. And so um, this was one of the wines that has been now delivered, so that I can go spend uh, my day on Friday driving wine all over western washington to people who have purchased the class and the case of wine that comes with it hell yeah very cool what kind of wine was that again this is uh, i believe traveri cellars uh blanc de blanc so a hundred percent chardonnay from the beautiful yakima valley very cool and if you enter promo code cold cans you get 90 percent off all uh, uh expenditures so that's very cool 
yeah. that is existing. So, um, let's rank it. Let's rank the beer. Let's rank it. Sure. To see. Yeah, you can have. You, you can Probably have. Probably not ninety. Let's go nine percent. Oh, all right. We've negotiated from nothing to nine percent. <laughs> And also the promo code will fail if you try to enter it, if you do find this website uh, and, and enter that promo code. Yeah. Nick, uh, Zach, go ahead. No, 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 you guys go ahead. Well, I, we, I was getting on that ranking train is all I was doing. Uh, Zach, uh, Nick, Zach, Nick, Nick, Zach, Nick, what do you think? What, what do we do? Do we three, two, one it with all four people? Do we pick a tier first? How is the best way to rein this in? I, I, want, I want to be careful. I'm pretty sure Caitlin has never seen the rankings, so we're trying to scroll through them now. Um, I was under the impression that uh, Caitlin was a part of Colcans Nation, and <laughs> being from Wisconsin, was going to be given an upper level management position in Colcans Nation. I can't this remember is- things though, you guys. Like Zach's like, "Hey, what year did the Packers win the Super Bowl?" And I'm like, "Let's see. I think I watched it on my couch in California, so I think it. Like, I got to back into that shit. I can't remember anything, so I got to." Wow. 97 and 2010. Yeah, yeah. 2010 was when I was on the couch in California. Yep. 97, I remember. So I think we start here by picking a tier. That's typically how the um, alternatives go. Okay, so and that's so, a consensus type decision where we say, what right. what tier would this exist in? Okay, so here's what I would say. I think you guys, as whatever the rules that have been thrown out, I think the two of you as in uh, Nick and Joey, have to decide if this beer should even be ranked. Because isn't that the first step? And I don't feel like... Is it in the 100? I feel like you guys have to make that call. And it is in the 100, in my humble opinion. Nick? I think it's absolutely in the 100, yes. It's kind of wild we didn't do this originally, but hey, we made a lot of mistakes along the way. Hand up. Hand up on that. So it's in the 100. We have to pick a tier. And to me, this screams... Hollers, shouts from the rooftops, uh, the Zen 10, not just the wild card, but the Zen 10. Whoa, Nick. What? This is so Zen 10 is 17 to 27. This is you in there to, for you. You want me to read it? Please, dear God, read them. I will read them tip to taint. I will read them 27 to tw- 20 sorry 17 to 27 top to bottom tit to taint if you will uh jubilee ale winter ale red hook esb older sputin russian imperial stout swivelhead red ira longboard lager elysian dark of the moon fosters santo fat tire session and natural light i do believe it belongs in that category nick disagrees nick what the hell is wrong with you well nick previously Stated that he would never buy this beer, so I'm pretty sure he's, uh, you know, he's made his feelings known. Right, that's the Natty Ice is above. This is why I didn't let you look at the rankings because you never would have agreed to be on this podcast if you had any sense of the complete shit show it was. If you listen to the episode, you'll also learn nothing. Uh, (laughs) You'll learn what cryo preserving hops is about. Unless your eyes this episode, yes. Natty, yeah. Right. If you listen to Natty Light, you'll hear that it was part of our college alcoholism. So that's why it's ranked so high. Also, some weird game that you guys played, like, I don't know, there was some weird, uh, some sort of uh, pre wedding. I don't know. I have faint memories of that episode. Beer ball? 
Yeah, beer ball. Beer ball. That's a game where you play with a wiffle ball and the guy on deck drinks the beer. We won't get in. We won't. We don't have to relitigate that right now. We yeah. just have. We just have to talk about what tier. We don't even have to talk about what tier. We actually could three, two, one it. And if we have disparate sure. tiers, then we reconcile with that later. So we could. The format then could be fuck the tier. We say three, two, one, and then everybody says where they would rank the beer wow, at the boy. same time. And we figure out how to pull that all together. Wait, hold on. I, let, we're going to need one moment over here because we are yeah, sharing one yeah. computer. All right, Nick, fill time. No, I think we're good. I mean, Caitlin said she's good, so no, whatever. We can, we can okay. Just, I think the problem with the, the saying it at once is that we we have a, an echo issue, so the audio is not all coming through at once. I won't be able to hear you guys if we all say it at once. Um, and so in that case, I think we need to honor system this thing pick your number we'll start with the guests saying their number and then uh joey you'll say yours and me being the um eldest and smartest one here will finish off let's be clear (laughs) thanks for not disputing the other one though (laughs) i don't know man i'm not i'm not trying to get on your bad side nick (laughs) that's right don't mess with the man with the mustache um, so yeah, Jabal's, please uh, give your ranking for Fremont Summer Ale. Yeah, based on the utter and total and complete shit show <laughs> that the top 100 is, but the things that it is nearest, I'm giving it a 20, I'm giving 26. It seems like a between fat tire and, and session kind of beer. Wow. So you're uh, also at Zen 10. Okay. Yeah, my I will say this, despite the person being the person who picked this beer, uh Caitlin is higher on it than I am. I said 43. Whoa. So uh to me, I I it's in the sort of uh like what is 43? Worse right than Bud Light Platinum? I've I've never had Bud Light Platinum. It's got platinum in the name, it's gotta be good. It's uh, good. I this for some reason this beer made me think of when I was scrolling through, it made me think of uh Alaskan Amber. It's also right by Crikey IPA from Rubens. I think, I think what I would say is that this this to me is a is a, a very good sort of all purpose beer, but I don't think it's necessarily like okay. So when I first came on the podcast, I brought Delirium Tremens, and Delirium Tremens to me is unquestionably even on the shit show of rankings that this uh, that Cold Cans is is unquestionably one of the best beers in the world. Yeah, and I would number two. Yes, I know it's and, number two, and I, and I never would make that claim about somewhere else. Somewhere else is just a different thing. Uh, I like it. I think it's a, a good beer. I think it does what it sets out to do, but it's not, uh, it, it's not, you know, I don't know. And, and yes, you can, I mean, look, this beer is better than Foster's, which is still 23rd on your list. And, and for God's sakes, if I, I would come on and do a new opportunity for that beer, except for the fact that I would never actually drink Foster's. So you would have to. But it's Australian for beer. Yes, yeah. It's Australian for beer. We have a plan for Foster's, yes. which we will divulge at a later date. But yes, is go it ahead. Is remove it from your rankings? Because that would be a good plan. Anyhow, uh, point is, uh, that 43 is where I put it. And uh, you guys should share your thoughts. Okay. Nick, you or me? Go. Me? Go for okay. it. I had it at 31. You you talked me off my perch of putting it in the Zen 10 with your incredulous reaction, which is maybe why Kayla went up that high. Uh and then like a coward, the coward that I truly am, I, I dipped it five spots lower than where I was going to put it, which was 28, but still in the Zen 10. 
um, down to 31 below Coors Light because I love Coors Light. It's my it's my McDonald's of beers, whereas McDonald's an iconic institution, Coors Light an iconic institution. If I want to spend no money and drink a hundred beers, I will drink Coors Lights forever. Um, however, Line and Coolers original, I will I will rarely reach for. That was tough. Rarely reach for. Um, tough alliteration. You're doing uh, good ap- work, Joe. Thank you very much. And uh, and I I do enjoy this beer. Biggest penis I've ever seen. That's number thirty one. Um, thank you. In the wild cards tier. So we have lining kugels. Well, I don't love Liney's O. To be completely honest, I love where it's from. Shout out to Aaron Rodgers and to Brett Favre, but I don't love Liney Kugels original. The taste of the beer. And so yeah, it's it's thirty one for me. Shout out to Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening. Shouting out to Aaron Rodgers' mustache. Yeah. There's Shout out to Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers always has a good mustache. Hey, mustache. Love, your quarterback of the future? I'm We're not I'm, getting I'm, into that subject at this, at this if time. If we want to get into it, I'll get into it. I'm pro Jordan Love. I think that's no. happened before and it will happen again. Let's, let's talk I later. Move on. I'm just hoping he's good so that his, his like, uh, you know, Nickname can just be Big Love. I like Big we Love or J Lo or J Lo's good too. J Lo's no. good too. We, you already had a dumbass second A Rod. We do not need another J Lo. A Rod and J Lo, we're having a lot of fun. We are. What are okay. we? Twenty six, thirty one, and forty three. Is that what it was? Is that how it should be? I thought twenty seven for Kalen, or was it twenty six? Thirty one and forty three. Okay. It's, yeah, it's in did, there. Said twenty six. Yeah. She did say twenty six. Okay. Okay. It's somewhere uh, in that range. It's very important for, we get this accurate. <laughs> for me, I had it at thirty nine, uh, right wow. below Sam Adams Oktoberfest. I think this is fitting into the rankings where there's like some seasonality going on, like Great Lakes Christmas sales around there, Night Swim Porter, which are both I think sort of winter drinks to me, and then Oktoberfest, of course. Uh, so yeah, I think I think that's where I'm going to slot it. 39. Okay, so if I I'm taking the averages of these three right now. Wow. So you know what your problem is? Your problem is you're not eating this cheese with the beer. Oh yeah, we missed oh, our that's, that's right. There was a parable or terrible action going Ooh, on. Cheese curds. Bitterness. So in, in and they you ship your cheese curds to your domicile if I have this I correct. Do. If it was another night, you might have gotten the knock at 9.45 for a 20-pound package of Wisconsin cheese, though. Is this open to the public? Can we all just do this? Because yeah. Cold Can Nation is interested. Nasonville Dairy. A pound of cheese curds is like three fifty or something, which if you include the kind of insane shipping cost on like 20-some pounds of cheese, is still cheaper <laughs> than like a pint of Beecher's, which are the inferior cheese curds. Of course. He's ranking. That's what we should have. Anyway, yes. Please. Yeah, what would the cheese? Curd curd cans. I don't know. Um, <laughs> we'll workshop it. Although, that's the problem. My own, like, room that's right. It's a lot like uh, Fraser from Cheers. We will come up with a its own character cast. Uh, what was that? What was the, the cheese curd name again? One more time. Sorry. Nasonville Dairy. Nasonville Dairy. Shout out. And I... We'll be Googling it. Binging it. Binging it. I will be binging it. 
You should right. know that you can go to nasonvilledairy.com. You should know a... that their online store is a little bit janky because like everything else in Wisconsin, it's about 20 years behind the times. It's it's best viewed in Netscape. <laughs> so you gotta call kind of you have to find a stable build of Netscape in order to, to render the Nasonville Dairy website. Yeah. Nick, I took an average. I used my Windows machine to compute the average of the three guests. Yeah, I, I bet I won't believe the results. <laughs> you and doctors, doctors don't believe the results. You want to know what it is? Please. It's 34. That would put it right behind Newcastle Brown Ale, but right above Overcast Espresso Stout. It appears like the algorithm got it right this time. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, so that's slotted one ahead of Fremont's other beer on our list, Parkland Pills. There'd be two ahead, yes, because it'd be 34, which would put overcast oh, to a 35. Sure, sure. You, you so, and how do, we do, how do we do them alternative? It kicks the bottom one in that tier? It sure does. Okay. And so we say RIP into Satan's Cooler in Hell to Crikey IPA from Ruben's Brews, another place I love in Ballard. Um, Crikey IPA, if we read that, we reviewed that on June 2nd, 2017, another oldie but goodie. Wow. Where we said local beers, they're everywhere these days, and that's a very good thing. The guys review a local Seattle IPA and discuss what it means to embrace your locality in a global society. Oh, boy. It's a good thing that goes to the, the walk-in cooler in hell. Yeah. Well, that that sounds like a description that I uh, read too far into and spent too much time writing. I will say it is interesting that this is happening because Rubens is the brewery in Seattle that is most clearly on the Fremont brewing trajectory. Like they are headed in that direction. Oh yeah. Growing to that size and, and having like they, when they, when you probably the amount of growth that's happened since you guys reviewed that beer till now is pretty remarkable. Yeah, that's true. They got the cold cans bump. I mean, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. They're massive, and we take full credit, and maybe they'll have to have a new opportunity from. You can get a second chance from Satan's uh, walk-in cooler in hell, but you can only get one second chance, and then you are further, uh, uh, you're permanently destined for that hell cooler. That's a rule that is well-established. Yeah, it's a cold cans cannon. Okay. Okay. Nick, roll the goddamn music. Uh, Caitlin... Dr. Ball, thank you so much for spending time with us. As always, it's exceedingly generous, uh, and we genuinely appreciate it. You're too kind. Our pleasure. Uh, Thank you, guys. Nick, um, I love you. I love you. Love you, Joe.